everybody, it's your boy Tim Snow, Texas Prison Stories, man, coming at you. And uh, I've been having a few little emails, man, a few questions, even in the free world, like just from some of my friends that know I'm doing this. They uh, they wanted me to describe the first day in a Texas prison, because I did the first day in state jail. So let me go ahead and do it, I guess, man. And I got to set a couple things straight, I guess, because guys come home and they don't really tell the truth about what's going on or where they were sometimes, man. And in Texas, we have different kind of prisons, okay? You got an institutional division, and that's an ID unit. And that's the big house, man. That's the max units. That's, that's uh, lockdown 23 and 1. That's lockup raw. That's everything you're thinking about. You know, that's that's the real deal. Then you have a lot of transfer units in Texas where you spend only two years at those. And then you have some uh, going home units where you go out on the way. Those, I can't remember what they're called, but... You go to them on the way home, like uh, mental wells used to be, stuff like that, you know what I mean? But anyway, uh, I'm going to describe your first day in the ID unit, man, the big house. And it's kind of wild, it ain't kind of, it's wild as shit pretty much for everybody. But, and uh, being that I'm describing this too, also realize that you're going to be and spend about two weeks on the bus when you get there. Maybe one week if you're lucky, okay? You're going to be shackled to somebody else the entire time on this bus, you're going to be eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches three times a day, clogged up, man, having to shit still shackled to the same guy, having to piss shackled to this guy. You're going to be in for like a miserable time, man, with almost no sleep, no food, no water, dehydrated, pissing thick, man, it's going to be a fucked up time. So when you get to the prison for your first day, physically, you're going to be tore the fuck up, man, and that's kind of like, uh, one of the worst things about it, you're mentally dull, physically dull, and it's just kind of weak, man, I also wanted to talk about, uh, the mental aspect about the bus, man, like, literally, man, it's hard to explain, but it's like a mind fuck, because the bus zigzags everywhere, man, you don't know where the fuck you're going, and, uh, sometimes, well, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, that's the crazy part, sometimes, you know, well before you get there and still gotta wait two weeks get somewhere close by peel off go another direction sometimes you don't know where you're going at all man so uh sometimes they hit you with that diesel therapy and that's a whole nother video because that's some real ass shit too man but the bus is just a real real breakdown man physically you'll lose weight on the thing if you have to go too long it's a mental breakdown man it's it's real difficult you basically, uh, you, you're nervous about going to your new unit or whatever, man, but you can't wait to get off the fucking bus, too. That's what I'm saying. So it's kind of like, uh, get me the fuck off of here, but I don't want to go where I'm going. You know what I mean? It's like, a, by the time you're done with the bus, you're ready to get the fuck off of there, basically. You know what I mean? And uh, You're rolling up to somewhere that's huge as fuck, man. It's big. It's intimidating. Usually you're rolling up to the back gate, triple gates. Rolling up to this big brick building with a concrete uh, walls. And, oh uh, man, it's crazy, y'all. Here's a big steel door. And you're just sitting there like, oh shit, this is where I'm going? And you don't know what the fuck's coming, you know what I mean? That's the crazy part about it. So as you're sitting on the bus looking at the back door, uh, you have a guard in the back. That's where the toilet is. He has a cage back there. And uh, he's sitting with a shotgun. You got the guard in the front. Uh, he's gonna stand up, start calling everybody by name, calling out this inmate, blah blah blah, inmate, such and such, you know. And if you don't know where you're going, you're gonna be listening like fucking crazy, man. Wondering, oh shit, I wonder if it's me. 
But uh, if you know you're going with this shit, you, you tighten up, you're ready to go, you know what I mean? You just kind of, your adrenaline's hitting, so. You know, uh, all get off the bus, everybody's going, gets off the bus, lines up by the back door. The people that are staying, they stay. Normally right there at that prison, they'll give them some new Johnnies for the next little journey. You know, the leg of the journey to the next prison, give them some fucking orange juice, little bullshit like that for kids. And that's what those inmates are going to eat. And uh, it's your time, man. Welcome to the big house. You know what I mean? They'll open up the back door, make sure it's you, check your ID, check your fucking tattoos, all that stuff. Bring you inside. The prison I went to was Beat 01, and it's in Tennessee Colony. Beat 01 is one of the biggest ones, man. It's one of the most deadly prisons in Texas, most notorious. Uh, when you get there, man, it's like, oh my God, you can't believe where the fuck you're at. You go through the back door, it's a medical. And uh, it's little tiny cells, man, that they don't even use anymore. They're so fucking small. You're like, oh my God, where am I at? You just, I'm telling you, man, you're just like in fucking shell shock. Like, where the fuck am I at, man? And uh, they'll lead you right there, lead you upstairs to a back way. Excuse me, and they're going to do medical. When you go up into the medical, that's where they're going to check your blood pressure, do all this little dumbass shit and everything. And it's pretty fast, man. Real, Actually, real fast. They're not even going to do too much to you on your first day. The crazy part about all this, man, is during your first day and your first little hours and stuff like this, is them punk-ass police officers, man, them guards, they... They're, like, focused in trying to find somebody that's nervous. If they catch you being nervous, man, they're going to pound on your ass. So that's one important thing for anybody that's going to go, man. God bless you. I hope you don't go. But literally, man, uh, head up, chest out when you come in there. Man, you can't act scared, man. Don't let them know it's your first time, none of that shit, you know, because they're going to pick on you. The guards will pick on you, man. They'll tell the inmates, oh, he's a fish, and they'll have fun with you, man. So you really don't want that, you know what I mean? But anyway, they took us to medical and uh, after we completed that little process for about an hour or so, it was only three of us that got off the bus, by the way. The bus was full. Only three of us stopped at B-01. Everybody else was going somewhere else, so it didn't take them too long. After they do that, they line us up in the hallway. So we're all lined up shoulder to shoulder, waiting to see. Uh, well, we didn't know who we were waiting to see, but it turned out we were waiting to see the gang officer. Okay, As we're waiting to see him, here comes an inmate, a Hispanic inmate. He was sweeping he walks past us and clearly asks all three of us, man, who are you? What do you run with? You know what I mean? And I find out later that's his official job at that prison, man. He's sweeping hallways, but his official damn job is to ask every man as they come in off that bus who you are and what you run with. So whatever you say that minute right there, that second, it's official in the state of Texas, man. Nothing else is going to go. You know what I mean? You say the wrong thing right then you're fucked man so make sure you say the right thing that right that first minute that first guy sweeping up to you don't mess up man so anyway after we're just standing there for a minute man dude mops by takes all our info and i swear to god he was like classification man he took he took everything where you from who you run with what race you claiming uh what's your charge you represent man what county just a bunch of crazy shit man i really didn't want to talk to the dude but I'm feeling like, you know what, I've just stepped in and I need to make my presence felt. So here I am, I'm letting everybody know what it was the deal, you know what I mean? So anyway, he mops off, don't really say shit about nothing. And we're standing there waiting to talk to the gang intelligence officer in Texas called the GI officer. He takes the first guy in, talks to him for about five minutes. Takes the second guy in, talks to him for about five minutes. He calls me in, man, I sit down and... 
fuck, man, he's just reading my paper for about 10 minutes, man. Don't even say nothing. I'm just sitting there nervous, tapping my foot, like, what the fuck, man? And look, he looks at my shit. He says, man, are you serious? Are you fucking serious? And I say, look, homie, just do what you got to do, man. I'm serious about it. Just put me where you're going to be. I'm going to be all right. He looked at me and said, man, good luck, man. I'll see you later. And when, listen, when the GI officer tells you good luck, you're like, man, what the fuck? I don't know what's going on. Where they put me? What? And your stomach knots up. So you're like, okay, well, fuck. We're about to find out some exciting shit or something. So anyway, take us out of there. Marches down to a closet, man. We're still holding our red bags. Everybody on the chain bus got a big red bag. You pack everything in one bag or you can't take it, man. So I got my big heavy-ass bag full of food. I got probably... 50 60 70 dollars worth of food in there about 200 pictures in my shit i got on fresh tennis shoes i got on uh nicest motherfucking everything i got everything i've been down two years already before i hit beat one and i'm coming in stocked the fuck up you know what i mean i ain't even playing i ain't give shit away i don't give a fuck where i'm going i'm taking it all so anyway i go get my mat me and the two dudes with me they take his marches down these stairs and I'm going to be honest with everybody, man. This is probably in my lifetime. I've been through some little small riots. I've been jumped on, man. I've been beat on by the police. I've been stabbed. I've been everything, man. Probably the scariest moment of my life was that first day coming down with my mat, man. With them two Mexican dudes that didn't even know me. And you marched down in front of the medical cage at Beto. And literally, man, there was about 30 dudes in there. And they were just fucking with us, just playing with us. But every one of them was beating on that wall in that case. I'ma kill you, motherfucker, bitch ass dude, blah blah blah. You know that it's a game that they play over there with the new inmate. That's all it is. Had nothing to do with me. Had nothing to do with the two Mexicans. They was just fucking in that cage all goddamn morning, bored as shit, and seeing two doo dudes come through. So they in there fucking playing with them. And if your dumbass falls for it and gets scared, bam, you just fucked up right there, there goes your second time you had a chance and you fucked up, don't do it, man, you just gotta hold your mat, and what I did, man, I just say, look, homies, I'm not trying to hear it, man, I just ignored they motherfucking ass, and I said about three times, I'm going to population, man, that's all I can say, I'm in GP, I'll see you down the line, man, the third time, yeah, I'm going to population, I'm not trying to hear it, and I stood right there nervous as fuck, man, I just, I know they're behind the cage, but you don't ever know, you know what I mean, so, it's just your first day spook, man. So anyway, they, they actually leave you there for a little bit on purpose. Let them dudes fuck with you. Here comes another country-ass boss man. You got to call him boss man in Texas. So here comes another boss man down here. And uh, he grabs your shit. And this is going to be your first taste of what the fucking prison actually looks like. And it blew my goddamn mind. I couldn't believe it. I ain't going to lie. We take a left. Line up. Step out into the fucking hallway. I look right. And I looked left. The motherfucker was so goddamn long, dog, I couldn't even barely see the ends on each one. There was no way in the world that you could physically yell from one end to another. Not even from one end to the middle, man. It had to be intercoms and walkie-talkies. They had crash gates along the way that they could slam real quick in case riots break out. They can contain them. Uh, it was pretty crazy, man. I realized quickly there, there was a north side and a south side. Okay. They take us three into the lieutenant lieutenant's office, and they he tells us basically the rules, gives us a little spill, and tries to scare you. Last maybe 15 minutes, take you out of there, and it's time for that motherfucking walk, man. 
like literally tells you, hey Tim, you're going to K wing, you're going to L wing, and you're going to M wing. Get your shit, let's go. What you have to realize at this point, when I'm walking into this maximum security unit, I've already been in prison two years now. And right before I went to prison, I was in state jail. So I'm not gonna say I was institutionalized, not even by any means, because I wasn't there that long and I always made sure nothing like that would ever happen to me. But I'm knowing what's going on. I'm knowing what to expect. I'm already in that mode. I'm in the jail mode, prison mode. So I'm not like just a fish walking in. You know what I mean? Nothing like that. I got my tattoos, everything like that. So. Anyways, they tell us where we're going. We're walking down the hallway. We all three go to the north side, which I find out later is not good over there. Not where you want to go, but anyway, they stop. As we're, well, as we're walking, I see the chow hall. It's like, okay, chow hall, barbershop, all this stuff. See how that looks pretty cool. Big old chow hall. There's actually two chow halls, big barbershop. Got a church over there, everything. So that looks pretty cool. Big old church is real nice. They got a uh, gym down at the end, got a little woodworking deal or leatherworking, whatever it is. I never got to go in there, but anyways, we come into the north side. K wing is the first one to your right, so we stop at my wing, and there's a glass window. Okay, the, the entire day room has a glass window where the cops walking down the hallway can look into there, and I see everybody just staring at me black, white, Mexican, Chinese, everybody just mugging me. I'm like, shit, all right, fuck, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy. I'm holding my stuff. There comes a Mexican inmate walking down the hallway. And uh, he's walked also and stepped the K door. That's why I guess somebody didn't open it already. And he said, what's up, man? Where you from? And I told him I'm from Galveston. He said, okay, I'm from Houston, man. Whenever you get inside, come holler at us. I said, no, nah, I, mean, I can't do that. He looked at me like, what? I said, no, nah, I can't do that. I mean, I already got my people. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate it though he said oh okay all right so you know door still ain't open and this is what's crazy i'm still not knowing exactly what to expect when the door opens that's the craziest part of all this shit so as the door's popping and really all i know is what the homies at the last spot told me it's already been to the max units you know i know everything they told me get ready blah 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 and uh the homies in the county of course my family you know what i mean they some uh, just whoever I know being, you know what I'm saying? I always soaked up everything I could, and here it goes, man. But at that moment, your adrenaline is going so hard, it's hard to explain, man. I know you guys think you would probably be walking into this big house and, and be scared. And, man, I'm not no robo-dude. I'm not no tough guy. I'm nothing like that, man, at all. I'm just a nice, cool dude who, now nah, I'm a good dad, just chilling, man. You know what I'm saying? But... At that very moment, right then, there was no fear in me, man. I promise you, it's adrenaline. It's like at the line in a race car or the motocross on a dirt bike or putting them gloves on in a boxing match, man. It's something like that, man. I promise you, it's fight or flight, and there's nowhere to flight, buddy. So it's just fight. You know what I'm saying? That's all that's going to happen. But anyways, they crack open the door. I walk in still not even knowing what it's going to look like. And I was like, holy shit, this is... This is pretty serious, you know what I'm saying? So when I walk in, it's a long fucking hallway, real long hallway. To the right is a really small room with bars on it, okay? To the left are cells. It's three rows of cells. You got 33 on each row, so you got one through 33 on the bottom, one through 33 on two row, and one through 33 on three row. 
and they told me I was going to sell one, no, excuse me, yes, sell one three row. So up the big long stairs in the front and the first sale. Okay. I'm like, cool, let me go up there. He said, no, nah, man, you got to wait on in and out. I said, wait on the what? He's like, in and out, man, you got to wait on one of them. They looked at me like I'm a fucking dumbass. Shit, okay. See, people told me a lot of things, but what they didn't tell me is in the state of Texas, man, they don't, they do not leave your cell door open at all. What they do is every couple hours, they call five minute in and out. And you, they'll uh, open the day room door, then they'll open all the cell doors. You got five minutes to run your ass as fast as you can, man, up them stairs a long way down there. Or hopefully you live somewhere close. If you've been there long enough, you're smart enough to get close to it. You know what I mean? But anyway, get somewhere close. If not, you're going to have to run fast as hell. And you might get trapped in there. After five minutes, they're going to blow the whistle, shut the door again. So literally, it just happened. And I got to stand there and wait on the next one. I'm the new guy. Just like everybody's mugging me, man. It was crazy as hell. So honestly, as I'm standing there holding my shit, man, and I'm looking at this big-ass place with all these cells here, these three rows, these fucking windows, they're all busted out, man, barely, barely even there. Everything's just fucking so tall, man. I'm like, God damn. And I look over in the day room, is so little, and the cells are so small. I said, motherfucker, man, there's a bunch of us in here. It was crazy. So anyways, I'm standing there now waiting on this in and out. I just found out about my adrenaline that was gone, man. I'm smelling, I'm fucking gladiator mode. I'm ready. It's wearing off, man. Like literally, I'm standing there, like fuck, man. This is, this is. Come on, hurry up. Now I'm starting to feel anxious, but I'm trying not to show it. You know, I'm knowing every man probably feels like this, but I'm trying not to show it. And the entire time I'm standing there, different little groups of guys are trying to get my attention. Like, what's up, man? You know, hey, what's up, dude? Who are you? Blah blah blah. And I'm just dissing everybody. You know what I'm saying? Dissing everybody. And then finally a dude, he calls me from the cell right there. He said, oh boy, what's up? He said, what are you, man? I said, nobody ever asked that. You know what I'm saying? They just all just like, what's up? So when he asked it, I told him what I am. He said, oh shit, okay. It's a bunch of y'all here. Where you from? I said, I'm from Galveston. So okay, you got even a homie in here then. I said, okay, cool. I'm feeling a little better now. And when I said that, the dude that's been sitting right there next to me the whole time across the bars said, hey, what's up, man? Couldn't believe it. He spoke to me after the whole time. He said, I just heard what you said, man. That's for real? I said, yeah, that's for real. He said, okay, well, listen, homie. When you put up your shit up there, hurry up. They're going to call in and out. Come back out. Come talk to me then. I'm the man. I said, oh, shit, okay, homie. All right, cool. So then I'm like, fuck. I don't say nothing else. I'm like, okay, cool. He said, talk to him then. So I just back up. Hold my shit. Now I at least know who to go talk to. Okay, run upstairs for the in and out. Now they call in and out. It's a fucking madhouse. I couldn't believe what was happening. Guys flood out the fucking day room, flood out the cells, the tears. They're running back and forth, man. Crazy fucking time, man. Anything could go on during that in and out, man. It's wild. But uh, I run upstairs quick, put my shit down. I don't even see my celly. Don't know who it is. Come downstairs. I see the dude. I'm like, what's up, homie? Try to shake hands with him. He don't want to shake hands with me. Say, nah, don't shake hands, homie. Say, I'm rank, and they're trying to find us, bro. He said, we'll never shake hands with you, man. It's nothing personal, but I'm not trying to get booked and go to the go to the hole. And I said, okay, I respect that. I, I wasn't even aware of that. Any Texas shot caller, he's not chunking up no signs. He's not tatting nothing on him. 
He's not even sitting with his people, man. He's somewhere else disguised, calling shots from the somewhere from the corner watching, man. And that was kind of crazy, so I had to get a little used to that. But anyway, I'm knowing, listen, in the state of Texas on these maximum units, when you show up, man, whatever car you're with, I don't care who you're affiliated with, you got to fight, man. It's mandatory, so I'm knowing I got to fight somebody, at least two people. You know, I'm fucking ready, man. Y'all know Think about it, I'm on a chain bus, I'm tired, I'm hungry, I haven't really slept good or ate at all, man, fuck tired and hungry, I'm, I'm beyond that, I'm exhausted, wore the fuck out, but now my adrenaline's back, man, I'm trying to impress this man right here, and I don't even, now looking back, it's fucking silly, but I was actually trying to impress that man right there, and uh, I told him, hey homie, look, I've already been down two years, I know what time it is. Whatever you want me to do, whoever you want me to fade, let me know where they at, man. Call me the cell number and let me go. I'm ready. And he said, man, look, homie, don't, don't even worry about that. He said, you're going to do it. He said, but I can look in your eyes, man. You're tired. He said, you have an eight. He said, you need to go get some rest, man. He said, I'll let you know when you do it. He said, not right now, though. And I said, what? For real? He said, yeah, man, here. Gave me two fucking cigarettes. And told me get up down the next in and out. Told me where to sit, watch TV, and go to sleep. And that's what I did when I went up there to my cell. Man, I couldn't even believe what the fuck I seen. Like when I climbed up them three zigzag flights on the next in and out, seen my first cell, one cell. I went in there, walked in, looked around, and I seen pictures of people from my fucking city, man. I said, what the fuck? Looked again, nobody was in. I said, damn. Looked down the run, and here comes one of my homies I grew up with coming down the run, man. Jumping in my cell, and he shocked like a motherfucker, too. Like, Tim? I said, God damn, baby, what's up? It was my homeboy, Saucy D, man. And listen, if you're going to ever do some time coming out of Galveston County, you want to do it with Saucy D, man. The dude with these hands, he's unbelievable, man. He. He certified, he proved it over and over again that he just couldn't be beating that man. He just kept winning, man. You know what I mean? So nobody would even want to try him, man. It would usually be him mad at somebody if they had to look at them hands. But anyway, when I go in there, I see him. I'm like, damn, Saucy D, baby, what's up? He give me a hug, man. We shake hands, you know what I'm saying? We grew up in the same gang, everything when we was young, man. It was crazy. And uh, he said, what's up, man? How long are you here for? I tell him how long I got, you know, uh, Ask him how long he's been there. Saucy D already been there six years at that time. And we're the same age, mind you. I'm about probably 25, man. He's maybe 24. Been there six years already. And I find out later that at 24, he was already one of the big shot callers in that prison, man. Like, if Saucy D say something, them dudes gonna listen to him, man. You know what I mean? Because his mind was sharp. His hands was good. His body was huge. And he didn't tell him nothing bad, man. He always tried to steer us in the right direction. So it was pretty cool, man. That very first night, he told me, you know, of course, get up in the top bunk, got me situated. Uh, I told him, you know, hey, fam, anything I got is yours. Shit, I'm just happy to see you. And in all reality, I was elated, man, to see somebody that I knew I could trust. Somebody that I knew was solid. Somebody I knew was intelligent that hit hard as hell, man. So on my very first day on a maximum security unit, I walk in my cell and see it. A comrade, man, somebody that I can mess with, and I just loved it, man. It was just like, uh, it was just a relief, man. Something I wanted to write home and tell my mama about. Mama, don't worry, I'm in here with Saucy D, we're good, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Uh, and it was cool, man, but 
Anyway, that night, the big homie from down the way, he shot down two joints, man. And I didn't even smoke. Nothing like that, man. It was just welcome to Beto. Uh, I believe it was New Year's Eve, actually. Or you know what? The day it was, it, I got there January 2nd because they just told me, man, you missed a big-ass New Year's party, boy. If we did it big, you would have been part of it. And I was like, damn, I missed the party. But anyway, man, we fired up two little bitty-ass prison joints. And on the second one, I got the fan up to the thing. I'm blowing it out so we don't get caught. And the cop comes and I get caught. And I say, oh, fuck. I look at Saucy D. He said, man, don't even worry because you're cool. I said, all right. Kept smoking and the cop went on, man. I say, oh, shit. We're in a whole different place right now, man. This is something else, man. So um, we kicked back. He turned on his radio with the homemade speaker. And all he wanted to do was just talk about at home, man. What's everybody doing? Some of the people, I couldn't tell them shit. I've been gone two years already. Some of them I could, man. And it was pretty relaxed, man. We made us a little meal that night. Uh, broke bread, man. I told him I love him. You know what I'm saying? Thanks for taking me into the cell. And I'm going to make him proud in here, man. He told me. He said, look, Tim, I've been here six years now. He said, I'm going to green light you and let you know everything's going to be okay. But you better be a fucking man and stand up. I told him, hey, Dale. On my mama, man, on everything, I'm going to do that for you, bro. Trust me, you ain't got nothing to worry about because I know it's going to come back onto you. And every day in there, I live my life, man. Like, hey, if I do some bullshit, it comes back on Saucy D. And that's wrong, you know what I'm saying? Not only is he going to be mad at me, everybody's going to be mad at me, and I'm going to be mad at myself. So that, that was kind of like a reality check, too, and I kind of liked it that, man. You know what I mean? But that first night, that's all it was, man. We laid back, kicked it, rolled. Fucking sang rap songs, man. I had a fun. That was my first time even hearing a radio in two years, man. I couldn't believe it. And uh, that story about my first day right there, it is not typical. I swear to God, it's not, man. I got extremely lucky that that dude that was calling those shots that day, he sat there for over an hour and didn't even tell me who the fuck he was and watched me deny everybody else. And rep my shit without telling who I, you know, who he was. So he got about an hour preview on me. And then uh, one of my good friends was a man that had very good importance in that prison. So he told him I would stand up, man. You know, Saucy D one time seen me fight a bunch of dudes. Me and Lil Rigo from Tech City fight a bunch of dudes by ourselves in the county. So he knows damn well we'll go. You know what I mean? And it was exciting. It was exciting. But at the at the end relaxing man my first day on a maximum security unit we rocked out and partied at the end of the day man so that's kind of how it went but uh unfortunately everybody isn't like that man and i do have a few people that are gonna come talk about it and tell you how their first days went man and it's fucking it's different for everybody man it really is you know honest to god and that's what's so interesting about Texas prison stories. We have so many prisons and things are so different. You know what I mean? But anyway, this video is actually going to be part one, y'all. It's getting too long. I'm going to turn it off. And uh, I'm going to do part two about when it was actually time to go handle my business. Now I had to do that the next day. Okay, and that's when it got kind of serious. You know what I'm saying? So when it got serious, I'll tell you about that on the next video, guys. Appreciate you for watching this Tim Snow, no W. Y'all check me out on Instagram. Click like on the video and subscribe, please. Thank you. Texas Prison Stories family. 
I just want to say shout out to everybody, man, all the subscribers, everybody that's been watching, uh, everybody that watched part one, man, it's kind of blowing up. It's right now at about 45,000 views. I've been getting a bunch of comments, man. Thank you so much. I apologize about taking so long to do part two right here, but honestly, it's just not something that, that it's that easy to talk about, you know what I mean? So, but I am going to go ahead and do it for you. When I left here on part one, I was just getting to the unit, man. I've been on the bus for a while, tired, hungry, haven't been sleeping, not feeling too good. Uh, just got situated, found out where my cell was, talked to the man, the dude I need to talk to, and jumped up in my cell for the night, man. I actually realized it was one of my homeboys from back home. That's kind of where I left you at. At that point, we were smoking, riding, listening to the radio, talking about at home, you know what I mean? And, that's what it was. I fell asleep like that, and I just, I didn't, I, I was so stupid. I didn't even ask what's next or what's happening tomorrow or anything like that. I wasn't even thinking about it, so at about 3 in the morning, I hear a bunch of fucking commotion, like everybody yelling, screaming, doors slamming and shit. I didn't know what the fuck was going on, and everybody started running down the tier. I'm thinking, man, what the fuck? And I look down, I see my boy, he's still asleep, so I say, Fuck, I guess it ain't no big deal. I don't know what it is. If he ain't coming out, I ain't coming out. I don't know. So, uh, people kind of looking, not really staring in, but kind of looking to see what's going on, if I'm coming out or whatever, so I can kind of get that vibe, you know, but I don't. So I just stay in. They shut the doors back. Then I hear some loud-ass shit going on, and, you know, I pretty much figure out that that's breakfast at 3 in the morning, so that kind of surprised me. Like, what the fuck they doing running breakfast at 3 in the morning? But I figured that out later. The goddamn place is so big. They have to start at 3 in the morning if they want to finish by 6. That's how long it takes, you know what I mean? So, anyway, when the bar is coming open, I'm scared as fuck that my foot is about to get caught in it. For actually, my first time ever sleeping in a cell with bars. And guys, them things will fucking close and just take your foot right off from your leg if you stick it out there. So, you definitely don't want to sleep all comfortable, you know what I mean? So, uh, anyway... So I'm laying in my cell just kind of listening to what the fuck is going on. I hear everybody yelling, talking, screaming at 3 in the morning, you know what I mean? And this actually lasted for a long-ass time. Come to find out, they wake everybody the fuck up, get you lined up, and you're still waiting on everybody else to pass by. Some guys were standing there for a long-ass time while I was just in my cell just thinking and wondering what the hell's, you know, why is it taking so long? I didn't even know what the fuck was going on. So anyway, they all come back. At about an hour and a half later, here come the cells open, everybody filing back in. And uh, same shit, kind of looking in, kind of not, you know what I mean? Nobody says shit. I say, all right, cool, those doors shut again. And I'm not doing the same fucking doors shut. Let me chill back, kick back, relax. First time, the, the second day that I kicked back, relaxed, looked in my locker up there, there was a big-ass fucking rat eating my commissary, man. I mean, this motherfucker was huge. Big-ass tail, hairy motherfucker. I don't even know how the bitch got in my cell, man. That's what I'm saying. Listen, the walls are slick. You ain't climbing that motherfucker. There's no holes nowhere. I didn't know how the dude got in. He was a bad man, you know what I mean? However that rat got in, he was an expert, but... So I'm looking at that shit mad as fuck. Get up and look at my chili pouch, and there's nibble holes in it. The fucker done ate my shit, man, so... What I'm gonna do? I throw it down. I'm like, fuck, I'll get it later, man. Throw it on the ground. I was sick, man. Like, fuck, rat... Alright, lay back down, hear it again, the motherfuckers eating my cookies, man, like, come on, dude, let me make it, man, I didn't know, come to find out this was so fucking normal, 
The rats eat everything, man. Those guys just eat with the rats. They don't give a fuck. Rat eats on that meat pack. They don't care, man. They'll eat it too. Uh, if you throw a pack of cookies away because a fucking rat ate it, they'll think you're crazy, man. They'll go get that motherfucker out the trash and eat it, man. It's it's unbelievable. They're living with rats so much, they're just used to it, you know. But anyway, so I'm kicking back, dealing with Mickey fucking Mouse, eating all my shit, man. I don't know what to do. I'm still not trying to wake up my cellie, so... They start calling on the speaker or something. I couldn't tell what the hell they were saying. But uh, his ass gets up. Obviously, he was kind of trained to when to get up. And so I say, what's up, cuz? What's going on? You know, he said, oh, no, nah, I got to get ready for school. Okay, cool. You're in school. I didn't even know he was in school. So he gets up, washes face, cleans up, brushes teeth, do everything he's got to do. And uh, I'm still kind of on the top bunk. I say, well, shit, man, what time is school? He said, I'm getting ready to call it in a minute. If you want, you can go out to the day room and watch TV. And, uh, or you can stay in the cell, whichever one you want to do. I say, cool, okay. Well, when you go out, I'm going to go watch TV. I'm going to go see what's up, see where everybody is and stuff. You know, he's like, cool. Okay, so when he falls out from school, I come right behind him. Now, we're in the last cell on the top row. So, literally, I got about 70-something men behind me, and I got to hurry up and get the fuck out of their way because everybody's in a big hurry. See, in the state of Texas, they do some shit called in and outs they do not leave your cell door open all day that's too dangerous somebody will come in and kill your ass they literally open it for five minutes and close it open it for five minutes and close it and you gotta run up there and get what you need during those five minutes or get your ass out or whatever you need to do in five minutes that's all you have or you're gonna be missed out for a couple hours you know what I mean so when they called that school in and out I filed out everybody was getting ready had their little folders pencils papers all that shit and I take a left and go into the day room when I take a left and go into the day room, I'm realizing there's already a bunch of people in the fucking day room. Like, they, I guess, stayed in there after breakfast or something. I don't know what it was. So, anyway, when I walk in, oh, this is my first time in the day room, really. You know what I mean? Like, just here, here I am, y'all. And everybody, the Bloods, Crips, U-Stones, D-Town, Pisces, everybody, now they're looking at me. You know what I mean? And they're, they're saying, okay, well... I think they're going to let them stay. So they're trying to decide out if the Crips are even going to let me stay or not. That's kind of what they're doing. You know what I mean? And I'm 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 real close to being entertainment. I'm real close to staying. And they don't know which one I'm going to be yet. If I'm fake as fuck, I'm going to be entertainment. If I'm real, I'm going to stay. You know what I mean? And they're just waiting on the show. But anyway, so that first morning, I go down and sit on the bench where they told me that we sit. Couple dudes were right there, man. Nobody said shit to me, man. I was like, "What's up, cuz?" I spoke to everybody, and nobody was really rude at all. But nobody was friendly, man. They all just kind of nodded, like, "Hey," and that was it. And I could straight up get that vibe, man. These dudes do not want to talk to me, man. And I was like, "Damn, what the fuck?" Cause this ain't. I thought I was gonna be cool, and these dudes don't even want to talk to me, man. So I just sat right there, crossed my fucking arms, man, and just watched the TV. At the same time, I'm looking left and I'm looking right. Now, I got a dude from Austin over here. He's a crib. Got a dude from Livingston over here. He's a crib. Some cats in front of me from Dallas. They're cribs. But ain't nobody talking to me, man. I ain't getting no sense of friendly vibe. I'm feeling out of place as fuck, to tell you the truth. That's what's really happening. I'm feeling out of place, man. So I'm thinking, God damn, my homeboy, he's gone. Dude, the calls the shots. I don't see him nowhere. I'm just fucking watching TV, man. And I just stay out there. They called another in and out. I just stayed out there, man. I had no reason to go inside. I just stayed. Some of them left. Some of them, some new people come in. New people that came in didn't speak to me either. 
I was thinking, oh man, this is seeming like a bad motherfucking sign right now. Nobody's even wanting to speak to me, man. Nobody's asking me shit. Nothing. So honest to God, I was getting nervous. Like, oh shit, are they fixing to do something to me? Are they gonna get me? What the fuck's going on? I didn't know, man. So you know what I'm saying? Anyway, they call another in and out for Chow. And I hear the dude say, man, I gotta go get my cup, man. And go get his shit. So I'm thinking, oh well, I better go get mine too. And TDC, you carry your own cup and your spoon around. That's what you do. So uh, I had to run upstairs, get my fucking cup and spoon, run back to the day room, and I see all the Mexicans fiving out in one line. And here were the white dudes back here. They all file out right behind the Mexicans. And here come all the black folks, and I'm still in the day room with them, you know, like I'm supposed to be. And I file out dead in the middle of them. And when I file out in the middle of them, nobody says nothing. Nobody says, like, hey, what are you doing, or... What's up, cuz? No, it's, it's nothing. It's dead silence. So I file out, walk down the hallway. Now, while I'm walking down the hallway in the middle of the line with the black folks. Now, this is the first taste the entire prison is realizing what the fuck's going on now. Because it's not normal. They see all about 80 black guys walking and a white dude in the middle. It stands out like a motherfucker. So everybody's on the glass. Everybody's trying to see what's going on, who the fuck I am, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just walking. I'm just stead of head up chest up, I've been doing push-ups for two fucking years, and I was just walking, you know what I mean, didn't know what to do, get to the child hall in the state of Texas, when you get to the child hall, you have to fill in the next seat, there's no picking and choosing or where you're gonna go, or none of that shit, so, literally, I sit at the table with the black dudes that's in front of me and behind me, nobody's speaking, man, it's weird, dude, it's, it's the weirdest crazy shit ever, so, we eat, they're all talking to each other, I try to say something, nobody answers. Like, motherfucker, all right. So we finish eating. They knock on the table, tell us, get out of there. We file back to the fucking day room. And I go in my cell. I said, man, fuck that shit. I'm not coming back out till my boy gets here, man. Something is weird. These dudes ain't showing no love. And I know I'm not safe in this motherfucker. I got to figure it out. Figure it out. You know what I mean? So I go into my cell. They close the door. It's about 12 o'clock at that time, okay? I'm not knowing even when they're going to open it up again, but they, in about two hours again, they opened it back up, and he came back in from school, and I say, damn, cuz, what's up, baby, everything good? He was like, yeah, everything's cool, well, how about you? And I said, man, cuz, I don't know, man, listen, nobody's talking to me, man, they're not speaking to me, they ain't doing shit, man, I said, I need to figure out what's going on, am I going to be all right? He said, yeah, it's always like that, cuz, it's not you, he said, when a person shows up, we never talk to them. We ain't going to do that till you do your thing. Then you do your thing, then we'll show you some love. I said, oh, well, fuck. I said, that's what it is, man. Tell them, let's hurry up, bro. Let's call them motherfuckers, man. Let's get this over with, dog. I'm feeling weird in here, you know what I mean? And uh, he looked at me, he's like, yeah. He said, you sure? He said, you ready to tell them you're going to handle your business, man. Don't go in there and be weak. Don't go in there and punk out, bro. Don't do none of that shit. I looked at him like, Dale, come on, man. You know me your whole life, man. I'm going to go handle this shit. I'm going to take care of business, man. I said, the only thing I don't want to do, fam, is I don't want to get no blood on my shoes. They're brand new, bro. I said, that'd be crazy as fuck, man. I don't want to do it. He said, man, I don't even worry about that, bro. Here. Well, he went under his bunk, and he gave me his old shoes that he fights in. I said, goddamn, bro. Bet. Hey, look. I got his shoes he had, they motherfuckers already had blood on them. And I guarantee it wasn't his either. 
put them motherfuckers on. I said, go tell them I'm ready, man. Let's get this the fuck out the way. I was kind of nervous. Didn't really know what was going to happen, who I got to fight, how long, nothing. I'm just knowing I want people to talk to me. I don't want to sit here feeling like this fucking weirdo. And I'm ready to get it over with, man. Anytime you're scared and nervous about something, it's better just to attack that shit and get it done. So that's what I was doing. So basically he goes and uh gets on the on the little thing, you know, yells at him and tells him, hey, next in and out, my boy says he's ready, man. Y'all get that together. So the man is running the shit over there, he gets it together, sends a little kite, shoots the kite. When the doors roll back, he comes and gets me, say, You ready? I said, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. What's up? Who, who, what's up? He said, I'm going to go on sale. Oh, uh, I think it was 23. Go on sale 23, fam. Just hide behind the sheet. I'm thinking, all right, cool. So, once I go on sale 23 on my same row, I see two little dudes that I've already known. You know, seen them around, didn't even talk to them. Neither one of them are too big, man. They're like 5'9", 160 or some shit like that. I'm 5'11", 200. I'm thinking, damn, that, that's weird. Anyway, so anyway, when I walk in, I'm like, what's up, homie? And I say, what's up, cuz, you ready? I say, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Are y'all ready? And listen, I swear to God, I seen in both their faces, both of them look nervous, man. When I walked in there looking kind of kind of with my size up and holding my nuts like, hell, yeah, I'm ready. What's up? Both of them look like they got a little nervous. So uh, I listen, man, I tried to use my brain on this one. I ain't going to lie. When I seen them both scared, I asked them, I said, listen, man, what do y'all want to do? Do y'all want to fight heads up one-on-one, one after another? Or y'all want to go ahead and jump me and get this shit out the way? I said, because either way, homie, I'm going to fade and I don't give a fuck. And listen, I, I would have bet my last dollar that they said jump me. And that's exactly what they said. They said, man, we'll just do it. We'll do it quick, man. Get it over with. And I said, bet. So look, check it out. I'm happy as fuck right now, because if you're not thinking about this fighting one man, you're going to get a black eye, bruised mouth, hurt nose, and you got to go fight the next one. That's one of the worst feelings ever. If you can just go ahead and get it all over with at one time, you start healing and it doesn't hurt as bad, you know what I mean? So, always pick the two and if you can, you know, they don't usually let you pick, but I actually got the pick, so. Anyway, look, we're in a little small ass cell, tiny, no elbow room or nothing. I got the little homie from Austin in front of me. The little homie from uh, Livingston behind me. He was the one that was. Okay, both little youngsters. I said, y'all ready? And one of the dudes says, hell yeah, we're ready. First thing I do, bam. Hit him with an elbow and he was out of there. Look, I didn't even care about the dude in the front. Listen, bam, hit him with that elbow. He was irrelevant. The one in the front, we start windmilling. Just bam, 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 bam. Hitting each other. Not really even all they doing shit. The guy in the back woke up. Hey, when he woke up, he fucking punched me so goddamn hard in the back of my head, man. I didn't know what the fuck happened. And I was like, bam, when he hit me, I kind of fell into the other dude and grabbed him. And when I grabbed him, I twist him. And his head hit the bunk. And I said, man, that's enough, cuz. Goddamn, that's enough. And they were like, you good? You good? I said, man, hell yeah, I'm good. And let him go. And listen, man, that, honestly, that violated every rule. I was never supposed to be able to say, cut it out. You know what I mean? That was supposed to be for them to say. But I had damn slammed his fucking head, popped his ass so goddamn good. They were both ready to quit, too. So that's what it was. Like, the shit that I was so scared of, fearing, nervous about, men fucking catch out over with, 
That shit took about 10 seconds. Popped his ass, popped his ass, slammed him. I had a busted lip, had a little shit under here. He had a goddamn swole eye, and he had a big knot on his head. All three of us come out looking fucked up, and them two guys were embarrassed, man. I came out looking like a Jeep. Like, it was crazy, man. The homeboy down the way, he shot a big-ass bowl, big spread bowl. He sent two cigarettes in a joint, man. We sat in there for that whole in and out, laughing and talking, man. You know, like, us three became best friends in there, man. We just went through that little bullshit together, and all of us were scared. It was over with, and it was cool, man. Like, that was some shit I needed to do, you know what I mean? So when we come out, the next in and out is last child. And literally, when we're coming out now, the entire fucking population is staring and looking because they know what we just did. They know goddamn well what we just did. And they want to see me beat the fuck up. They're trying to see me look swole, knotted, running, or whatever. Now, I came out, head up, barely looking fucked up. And everybody was showing love that time, man. It was so fucking different. Like, when I come to the day room, everybody locked seeds. Everybody gave me a hug. I'm like, what's up, homie? Man? Welcome. We're sorry we wasn't talking to you. But we got to check you. You know what I'm saying? It was weird, man. It was like, I went from nobody talking to me to everybody loving me just that quick, man. It was unbelievable. I had my spot on the bench. And there wasn't nothing nobody could ever say to me about that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there's a lot of things people people say about well if you went to California they do this to you or they do that to you blah 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 but I don't believe that's true you know what I'm saying listen when my people accepted me there was nothing nobody could say who's gonna buck them nobody the white boys over there are not gonna say nothing man it just is what it is I spent my time rocking out on that bench right there with the black dudes chunking up the seas and the guys that sat right behind us were the black dudes chunking up the bees man every time they smoke one they pass it to us we smoke one, we pass it to them. You know what I mean? That's pretty much what it was, man. Like, everything that I built up, this hype and this fear and this scared shit that I had about going in there and failing, went in there and popped their ass quick and it was over with, man. And that's all it took. And after that, your whole ride was easy, man. You know what I'm saying? You might get into an argument, get in a fight, something like that. But once your people accept you and respect you, and it don't matter who your people are, you're okay, man, and nobody else can tell you anything or anything different. So that's kind of just how I finished it, man. Rocked out. Whooped the two homies. They kind of whooped on me. You know what I mean? And that was it. I was good after that, man. Sat right there in that day room for the rest of my time and just did me. And uh, I felt like I was family, man. There was no funny feelings. Nobody treated me bad. Nobody treated me different, man. And I uh, send a big shout-out to Saucy D. Shout-out to Zim Loke. The Blue from Austin, shit, everybody, man, it was all 100, man. I still fuck with my people, man. Much love.